0: temple amen amen Amen. let's have a word of prayer father God in Jesus name we thank you for this day I thank you for your presence I thank you for these people God father God I want you to get into this word I want you to have your absolute way I don't know what the people need God but you do and father God I want you to meet every need on today let the words of my mouth And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. The thought that the Lord gave me for today was, how do I cope? And first, I'm going to give you a definition of what it means to cope. Cope means to deal effectively with something difficult, to face or deal with responsibilities, problems, or difficulties, especially in a calm and adequate manner. Definition of coping, figuring out ways to deal or work around life strategies. And in this day and age that we live in, we all need some coping strategies because we're all facing a lot. Amen. We all have something to cope with. What we are currently dealing with in this country is a lot. Your issue may be different from my issue, but we need to learn how to cope with life so that we can move forward. All over this country, it's already been said by the pastor, we're dealing with senseless gun violence by youth ages 13 to 18 years old. Today, people in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas, are dealing with grief, hurt, pain, and anger, and they want answers. There's already been 214 mass shootings in the United States alone. And we're not even at the halfway point. The halfway point is July. This is just the end of May. Many school children deal with bullying and trying to find their identity. And the thing that grieved me so about um, this situation is we are sending our children to school to learn, to be educated, so that they can face the world when they grow up. And they shouldn't have to be on the floor texting, begging for help. Asking people to help them. They shouldn't have to even worry about uh, um, drills. they teaching them now. Uh, they have shooter drills. That's what I'm trying to say. They shouldn't even have to worry about how to cope with an active shooter. That's too much for a child. And you know what? The individual that left the school door opened, propped open, as well as the police, they all failed. All those people in Texas, they failed them. And see, that tragedy even had a ripple effect. One man that, whose wife was killed, he had a massive heart attack and died. And also I was grieved about um, this one little girl. She had to put blood all over herself to play dead and say that's too much for a child absolutely too much so we need help and we need god to help us to cope how do i know he can help you to cope because he's helping me every day of my life he is helping me and see god doesn't love me more than he loves you and if he does it for me He'll do it for you because he is no respective person. And God has a plan when we don't see it or understand it. I want you to listen to that again. God has a plan when you don't see it or understand it. Because everything we won't understand. Everything we won't get answers for. Because God is sovereign. Amen. Right now, I'm going to um, go to 2nd Corinthians 4 verses 8 through 10. I'm trying to get my place here. Amen. 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 All right, I found the scripture, the first one. See, Paul had to deal with the same issues. Paul had to learn how to cope. And Paul says right here, he says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. And what Paul was saying, he says, although I've got trouble all around me, everywhere I turn, there's trouble. But he says, I'm not stressed out. I'm not anxious. And he said, although I'm perplexed, Which means I'm puzzled, I'm bewildered, I'm confused, and I'm scratching my head. But he says, I have not, I'm not in despair because I have not lost hope. Because I know my hope is in God. Verse 2, 2 Corinthians 4 and 9. He said, I've been persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And Paul was harassed. He was oppressed about his religious beliefs. But he said, I'm not forsaken. God is always with me. I'm not abandoned. He said, I've been cast down. And what he meant was, I've been knocked down. But I'm not knocked out. In boxing, even when you get knocked down, you still have ten counts. To get back up. And you know what? I'm like Paul. I got to get back up spirit. I'm going to get back up. The enemy may knock me on this side. Knock me over here. Push me back here. Just like I'm a weeble wobble. He knocking me everywhere. But guess what? I got something down on the inside of me. That makes me stand up. I got to get back up spirit. Amen. Let's go to the next verse. Corinthians 4 and 10. It says, always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. And what Paul was saying here is. I recognize what Jesus did at Calvary. And what he did, it enables me to reflect Christ in my everyday life. Despite whatever trial, whatever I face, I'm going to reflect Jesus. And you know what? None of us have been through what Christ went through. Absolutely none of us. Amen. And right now, I just want to give my testimony. Um when my husband passed and if I get emotional don't worry about it this is my own deliverance amen my husband passed October the 5th 2021 and at that time I felt lost I felt abandoned I felt blindsided I said God how could this happen I felt derailed the enemy told me You need to be like an ostrich. Go somewhere, stick your head in the sand, and don't pull it back out. And the enemy was just working with my mind, working with my mind. And um, he said, I got you this time. I got you this time. And my inner spirit said, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, I'm hurting. Yes, I'm grieving. But I got the greater one on the inside. And I'm the type, I got a fight back in me. I got a fight back nature. Because I refuse to allow the enemy to think that he has the upper hand over me. He's under my feet. And he got to do what I tell him to do. And so what I had to do, I had to cast down all that negativity. My mind was like a whirlwind for a while, just like a whirlwind. I would go in one room and do something, stop that, go to another room, do something, and then go to another room and do something. Then I look around and I just had chaos. And I said, God, I need you. And I need you to help me. And I need you to help me right now. I don't need it next week. I need it today. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, God came in and he met me at the point of my need. And he also, during this time when I was trying to cope, I said, Father, I need your grace to help me get through this period. My children are watching me. One of my children asked me this, and the mama, please don't try to die because I can't take no more. And when they told me that, I looked at them and I said, your mama is not going to die. Because I cannot carry on the legacy if I'm dead. Hallelujah. And so, glory to God. Glory, hallelujah. And so, um, I said, Lord, help me. And the Lord did that. He sent two. Uh, preacher's wives That had lost their husbands And they ministered to me And guess what I did I listened to them And I took their advice I accepted their advice And so while the enemy was Still trying to play with my mind I listened to scripture This is how I coped I listened to scripture I let that word play all night Because during that time I couldn't eat nor could I sleep. And I had uh, some sleeping pills from my doctor. But I said, Lord, I'm not going to get uh, caught up in all this. You have a lot of drug addicts that are prescription drug addicts from the doctor. Because they are trying to cope. They're just trying to cope. They're just trying to ease the pain. And I said, Lord, I'm going to depend and trust on you. Because if you don't help me, I will not be helped. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I listened to scripture. I wrote things down. I listened to tapes. Listened to sermons. And I don't know when the Lord came in and blessed me. I can't even tell you when. But the Lord put a a song in my heart. I woke up singing the song. The song was in my mind. And the song was by um, C.C. Winans. The Goodness of God. And in the song it says, all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been good. And with every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you God. Thank you Lord Jesus. And at At that time, I didn't know God was preparing me. Because, see, when I was in Arizona and when I had COVID, that song, I'd wake up hearing it. I'd go to bed hearing it. And I was thinking because I heard it, God was going to give my husband a miracle. That's what I thought. But that wasn't my outcome. And so I said, Lord, you are still good. And so what the Lord did he comforted me in that song, All My Life, You Have Been Faithful. And God brought my mind back. He just took me a little ways back. When my brother got brutally murdered in 2008, God was yet faithful. Hallelujah. Yes, Thank you, Jesus. When my house went into foreclosure in 2009, God showed me I'm yet faithful. In 2018, when the enemy tried to kill us, when we were hit on the across from Planet Fitness, head-on collision, God was yet faithful. And I said, Father, I thank you. I praise you. And I said, God, you won't bring me to it if you cannot take me through. And so God took me through. But what I had to do, I had to cast down all those imaginations and thoughts that were in my mind. I had to cast that stuff down. Amen. And one day I came to church and I was sitting over here where Sister Ruthie sits. And uh, they had my husband's chair over here because it was draped. We wanted him to get the honor that he deserved. And the enemy told me, he said, you need to let out a scream and just let it rip. And I said, devil, you a lie. I said, I haven't been coming to church acting unseemly. And even though I'm hurt, even though my heart is broken, I will not make a scene in this church. See, you, you got to fight the enemy and you got to talk to him. Because, see, we are... Three-part being, your spirit, soul, and body. And most people say that, well, that's just me. No, you can control yourself. You can control your flesh. And so I had to tell that enemy, no, you're a liar. I'm not going to do just anything. I haven't been doing, it, and I'm definitely not going to start now. Amen. So God took me through that. My son was able to stay with me. Um... He stayed with me from October through to December. And then I told him, I said, Son, you don't have to come and, he came and slept at night and went where he had to go. And I said, You don't, you no longer have to stay with me because God is helping me. And see, now through what I've been through, I know him in a greater way. I truly know him as a comforter because he will give you peace. Hallelujah. He'll give you help in the midst of trouble. Thank you, Father God. And I praise him for that. And then, see, I also had to, I had to refocus my mind. So when uh, Lady Devin was up here uh, back in December, she said, we're going to give a scholarship to go to the Muncie Theological Institute. Well, I took her up on it. And me and Sister Trish, we were in the same class this class challenged me. I had to learn scripture, uh, scriptures that I already knew. I had to learn them in the ESV, the English Standard Version. And I had to take tests. I had to write papers. I said, Lord, you got to get me through this. But guess what? I got through it. Hallelujah. And that helped me to refocus my mind so that I would not get depressed. Because sometimes when people go through things, they get depressed. They isolate themselves. I didn't isolate myself. But I came to church. See, I was taught the church is the saint's hospital. And like you go to the hospital when you're sick, I came to the church and sat over there because I needed help. I was in desperate need of help. And I needed help from the Father. I went to the throne instead of the phone. Hallelujah. And I didn't um, be on Facebook. I wasn't on Facebook for a period of a couple months. Because Facebook couldn't help me. My heart was broken. Absolutely shattered. And I couldn't get no help from Facebook. And I didn't want sympathy. You know, and people mean to say some things. But sometimes they, really, they don't mean any harm. But sometimes they don't really say the right thing. Amen. Amen. And so God helped me and he carried me through that whole period. And I am here to say thank you. Thank you, you, Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) And just yesterday, I just want you to know how good God is. Yesterday, the Lord strengthened me and blessed me to go out to the cemetery by myself. And put some flowers on my husband's grave. And I said, Lord, I thank you. So, if God can teach me how to cope, I know he can help you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And by me taking that class, it let me know I can do all things through Christ. When I got first got to the class and I looked around, I said, Lord, I'm the oldest one in this class. But I said, one thing you can rest assured, I will not be the dumbest. Hallelujah. And the Lord blessed me. I got an A-minus, and Trish got an A-minus, and we didn't copy off each other's paper. Amen. And we didn't even sit together. Hallelujah. But God let me know that I can do all things. And, And if I can do that, he can take me through anything. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. So I just want to, this is, isn't even in my notes, but I just want to um encourage you. If you're going through something, find somebody to talk to. Somebody that you can be transparent with. That you can really tell them how it is. When these uh, pastors' wives talk to me, I was able to just be transparent. And they said, no, Sister Mitchell, you're not going crazy. This is just a process. And the process takes time. Hallelujah. And so, you know, if you're dealing with depression or whatever, find somebody. God will show you who to go to. He will show you who to go to. So just find somebody. Amen. That's for whoever's for. Amen. Amen. Now, let's move on. We're going to go to the um, next portion here. i got to find my place, you guys. Okay, this is what the Lord woke me up with during the midnight hour. He was teaching me how to cope. And he said, first, you got to choose to continue on. Then you got to operate in faith. You have to pray and believe. Then you have to expect a change. Amen. I'm going to go to the first uh, C. Okay. We must make a choice to continue on with the Lord. Despite what has taken place in your life. Look at David. David. Now, see, David had to repent before he could move forward. We know the story. He put Uriah on the front line, got with Bathsheba. They had a baby. David fasted and prayed for the baby to live, but the baby died. And so in the 51st chapter of uh, Psalms, David is repenting. He said, Lord, I want you to have mercy on me. I want you to blot out my transgressions. I want you to wash me, make me clean, make me whiter than snow. I want you to create in me a clean heart. See, my heart needs to be clean. I want you to renew a right spirit within me. A lot of us need to pray that. Sometimes you got the wrong spirit. And you need to ask God to give me a right spirit. A spirit that you would be pleased with. David also said, he said, I want you to make me hear joy and gladness. Hallelujah. He said, purge me with hyssop, wash me, make me whiter than snow. And see, sometimes we need to repent from sins of omission and commission. Sometimes we know what we've done and we need to repent for. And then those things that the Lord told you, he told you, to call sister so-and-so, check on sister so-and-so. That's omission. We need to repent from that. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's go to um, my next one, which would be, oh, we must operate in faith. And faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I must operate in faith, trusting and believing God against all odds. All you need is faith as small as a mustard seed and the words that you can move a mountain. And so how do I get faith? Uh Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Shumanite woman, she operated in faith despite what her eyes saw. Now I'm going to give you just a little background on her for people that don't know the story. This lady was a woman of hospitality. She built a little room on her house so that Elijah the prophet, when he came through town, he would have a place to stay. Well, one day, Elijah asked her, he said, well, what do you have need of? And she said, well, I don't need anything. I live with my own people. I've got everything I need. Because she wasn't a poor woman. You know, she had finances. And he said, well, this time next year, you're going to have a baby, and it's going to be a son. And at that time next year, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And so the child grew, and when he was about 12 years old, he was out working with his his dad, and he started hollering, Oh, my head, my head. He went to his mother and laid on her lap and died. The mother got the boy up took him to the room that she built for the man of God and laid him out on his bed. And then she went, asked her servant, you drive me to the man of God. And so the man of God saw her coming afar off and he told his servant Gehazi, he said, uh, go, I see that woman there. Go ask her, is it well with the child? No, he said, is it well with the husband? Is it well with you? And is it well with the child? And guess what this woman said? She said, it is well. And her baby was dead. She didn't operate in her emotions. But she operated in faith. She was calling things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. Amen. She spoke concerning her son, it is well. And see, our responsibility is to step out in faith and obedience. We must step out in faith and obedience, just like this Shumanite woman did. And when you step out in faith and obedience, you know that the Lord holds us and our future in his hands. He's responsible for the outcome, and he will use it for his purpose and his glory. Even if it's not what we hoped or expected. God is in absolute control of every circumstance in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So I'm going to reiterate um, Romans 10 and 17. It says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you want to grow your faith, you've got to get in the word. you got to know more than... John 3, 16, that's great to know, but you're going to need some word in your arsenal when the enemy fights your mind. And the battlefield is really in the mind. Amen. And see, if you don't have anything to fight with, you're defenseless. You are absolutely defenseless. Amen. All right. I'm just about done, you guys. (laughs) The next one is P. Did I give you O? Yes. Okay. The next one is P. Praying and believing. We must pray and believe God. We must seek the Lord through prayer when going through difficult times. Prayer is a powerful weapon against the enemy. The word says that we should always pray and not think. And, you know, most people think you always have to be on your knees. You can pray anywhere, anytime, any place. What the scripture is trying to tell us, we need to have an attitude and a posture of prayer at all times. All times. Amen. Amen. I remember this song we used to sing uh, years ago. It said, take the Lord along with you everywhere you go because you're going to need him. You're going to need him. You're going to need him as your doctor. You're going to need him as your lawyer. You're going to need him. You're going to need him. Hallelujah. And we we got to take the Lord along with us and take him in prayer. Amen. Let's go to James. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and is it is working. And see in the King James it says, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And see, I know that personally to be true. Because when I was going through so tough, Apostle Wilson, different people that, friends of ours, they would call and have prayer with me over the phone. Or they would text me a prayer. And I just, those prayers carried me and lifted me during that difficult time. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark 11 and 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. It said, when you pray, When you first get down there, believe it. It's already done. Amen. Amen. And prayer is so powerful. It is so powerful. You don't have to um, use a bunch of big words. You know, just I talk to God like I'm talking to you. You know, Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need this. Lord, do that. Help this one. Heal that one. Move in their lives. Move out the obstacles. Move out the trouble. That's prayer. And you have to have a relationship with God. That's all God wants. We have to communicate with Him. Talk to Him. Just like you talk to your spouse or your children, talk to God. Because you will have great results. Amen. Let's go to E expecting change. And we're going to go to, um, oh, something I wanted to say. Change is not automatic. I must be willing to change. And change comes from the inside out. And, and some people, uh, they think, well, I can change or I can do this. You need God's help to do anything. And most times we don't change. It's due to the choices that we already made. Due to the habits we've already uh, got established in our lives. But change can happen. Amen. But you got to first want it. it. You yeah. got to want it. Yeah. When you go to AA and all these places, you have to want it. it. They tell you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I expect to change. Why? Why? Because according to God's word, his mercies are new every morning and his promises are yes and amen. Every promise in the Bible is yes and amen. And since I can't wake myself up in the morning, I can't give myself breath, you know, so why won't I trust him? Why won't I believe in him? Because... The things that God has brought me through. See, you, this is just a touch of the iceberg. You ain't heard the full story. Amen? But the things that God has brought me through, I owe him everything. All the praise, all the honor, all the worship, all the glory. I owe him everything because he's worthy. He's worthy of it all. Worthy of it all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Proverbs 23 and 17. It says, let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Don't worry about what the sinners are doing. You know, don't even concern yourself with that. But we got to be like uh, Jacob. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's what we're going to do over here. We're going to worship God. We're going to come to church when, when we don't even feel like it. Because we know this is where our help is. This is where our peace is. Hallelujah. And he also said, just be in the reverence of the Lord. Reverence God. Worship him. Give him what belongs to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because all that we are is because of him. The scripture says in him, in him we live and we move and we have our being. And I can't even put one step before another if God don't help me. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll be walking crooked if he don't help me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Amen. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 23 and 18. And it says, For surely there is an end. And that means your trials, your expect your your troubles, they got an expiration date. They're gonna expire. Just like food expires, your trials and your troubles, they're gonna expire. Because the scripture said, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's gonna give you some rest. And the other part of that scripture says, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Whatever God promised you is still going to happen. Hallelujah. It's still going to happen. Because the scripture says, he's not a man that he shall lie. Hallelujah. And whatever you need from God, whatever you want from God, if you earnestly seek him, seek him with all your heart, that expectation will be met. It will be met. Hallelujah. And um, I was thinking about this one scripture. It says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. He presents all of us before his throne not guilty. He said, Devin's not guilty. Curtis is not guilty. Chris is not guilty. Sister Francis is not guilty. He'll present you faultless before his throne. Hallelujah. And so I have that expectation. And I have the expectation that even though my husband is gone, now I know that I can help carry on the legacy. And his legacy was to love all humanity despite, despite race, creed, or color. And so now, Whatever the enemy throws in my way, it's just a stepping stone. I'm gonna step over here. I'm stepping over here. I'm step a stepping stone. Why to a higher experience in God? Hallelujah! That's why it's a stepping stone. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to your name. And I'm just about done, you guys. How do I cope? We're gonna go back over it again. How do I cope? How do we cope? as the dt and i want you to repeat after me number 1 i will choose to continue i will choose to continue i will operate in faith i will operate in faith i am praying and believing god's word daily i am praying and believing god's word daily and i'm expecting a change In my circumstances. Why? Because God is an awesome God. Amen. Amen. And guess what? I am done. You get out early.
1: Amen. Amen. We are going to take that word and put it in our daily lives. Amen. Can we all stand? Hallelujah. Dear God, we thank you for the word that was just given father. We thank you for the messenger father. We thank you for God just being here in the midst of us and teaching us and not leaving us and not forsaking us. The song says you were there all the time waiting patiently in line father. So we reach to you father. We ask you to protect us as we leave this building, but never for your from your presence. Bless us as we have this holiday weekend. We pray for safety protection god comfort those as they go to the cemetery and as we commemorate this memorial day weekend father comfort those who are grieving in jesus name and everybody said amen Amen. have a beautiful weekend